Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. It's the week of July 12th, 2021. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the Lumber Connection. Today, I'm joined by just one of my regular experts, Justin Binning. Ken Timmons is out of the office this week, and JB has been kind enough to bring us a guest host. JB, please introduce our very special guest today. Yes, thanks for having us. We've got uh, Jeff Hoggard, one of, uh, actually a good friend of mine and, and colleague for many years, uh, even dating back to the lumber business. And many of you actually probably met him or may even do business with him. Um, he's uh, one of the cornerstones of our U.S. lumber department. Uh, he's been with the company for, I think, going on seven years, eight years now. But anyways, excited to have him and excited to, to get his uh, wisdom and take on the market. That's so great. Thank you both for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to have you aboard. Well, let's just jump right into it. Last week, we talked a lot about the lumber bubble, or I guess cyst is what we decided to call it, popping. But in looking at the trends over the last couple of weeks, prices seem to continue to be declining a bit. So from more than one source, I was reading or hearing that the DIY slash home improvement sector continues to fade, but that can't explain everything that's happening. So please, gentlemen, give me your take on the market over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been pretty, what's the right word? I can't, exhausting, grind. Um, it's been a difficult trade. Um, I think we touched on it you know, here the last uh, couple of sessions now, dating back really, I think we're going on seven, eight weeks of this decline, but it's just epic. I mean, it's it's like the reversal of when it was going up. I mean, it's just crazy the way it's come down and so fast and so violently, you know, and it, I guess it, we're at a point where, and we've been at a point where it's that, that old saying, no one wants to catch a falling knife. Nobody wants to catch it still. And when you look at large price corrections happening week over week, really folks are really keeping it as close to the to the vest as they can in regards to purchasing. I mean, they're going to buy what they need to buy and nothing else. And, and I think, you know, the, the idea of really driving it down to the dirt is, is, is what's happening out there. And I also think that that's going to lead to, I would think, some sort of buy event uh, here in the next couple of weeks, just to the fact that no one has bought any lumber in quite some time to any sizable amount, um, other than the just-in-time wood. And, and again, for keeping it very uh, uh, tucked in. So it's been a challenging couple of weeks. Um, and again, I think the idea right now is inventory reduction from all facets of the lumber cycle where we're at, whether that's the sawmill, the wholesaler, and the end user or, or stocking distributor or component manufacturer, whoever it is, they're trying to dwindle down and get out of their high-priced lumber as fast as possible. Um, and, and definitely, you've got some folks averaging in, of course, and, and um taking advantage of deals that are out there. But I think we're going to come to a point here pretty quick where something's going to change because the price of lumber at this pace will be at zero in just a short couple of weeks, probably on some items. And I don't think that's necessarily possible, but nothing would surprise me anymore. (laughs) So long story short, difficult trade out there. Prices continue to erode. Found some bright spots there momentarily in Yellow Pine on the Narrows, where we've seemed like we'd established some trading levels um, both on four inch and six inch and number two and number one. And then, your, of course, your MSR grades. Um, that thought and, and uh, moment passed quite quickly. And and before you know it, we were testing uh, lower levels again. So, um, again, difficult trade out there, but um, that's kind of how we're seeing it from, from my desk. Jeff, what are your what are your thoughts? 
I mean, I think I think what you said is a is a hundred percent true. And you know, obviously, I know you guys do this every couple of weeks because I'm an avid listener. But obviously, this is something that's been going for for much longer than that. Uh, you know, that that falling knife adage is a real thing, and I, you know, we we all do run away from it. So when it comes down to it, I do believe that there is a fair amount of late material that people are chasing. Uh, I think that's what guys have spent a lot of time doing as well uh, to you know c- to kind of go along with what JB said. They're taking it down as far as they possibly can, but in the interim, you know, while while taking it down, they're they're searching for that stuff that was supposed to be on their yard one, two, three, four. In some cases, five, six, seven, eight weeks ago, that still hasn't made it in yet. That's what I've spent the last few weeks doing is 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 just chasing loads, uh, which is which is awful. Uh, nobody really wants to do that, but again, the the wood needs to get in to be consumed. The nice thing is, and call me an optimist, I, I'd like to think I am anyway. You know, I, I think we are coming to a point where we're going to have guys coming through the door and, and, and a lot of guys coming to the door at the same time, which, you know, again, as that as that funnel starts to build, we, we start to build order files again. I do not believe we're far off of that point because we are getting very much cleaned up on that late material as well. And I don't believe, based off the conversations that I'm having with, with my customers on a day in, day out basis, that they are any less busy than they were. Uh, especially in the component side of it, uh, which is obviously what we're here to talk about. I, I would say that's about eighty-five to ninety percent of my business. And you know, in chatting with various you know component builders, I, I guess verbiage straight from one of their mouths yesterday, and this is from him: if I had another crew equal to the size of the one I had now, I still wouldn't be caught up through the end of the year. You know, to me, that's telltale. You know, lumber is obviously a huge component of the, of the components. Excuse me for saying that. So, you know, again, it is not just the home center. You know, it is it, it is happening at every level. It's uh I would say the home centers were drastically overshot and projections have got it stacked out coming out everywhere for them and uh and to the point where it's it's too much and it's making its way out back to the regular market. So, as we start to clean more of that stuff up, as we start to see more uh large jobs start to go, uh I, I think we we come to a head here sooner than later. Jeff, I totally agree, though. I mean, you raised such a good point, and I know I touched on it last week, that home center thing. I mean, there, I think there was a lot of wood that was ready for the big box trade that never happened, meaning the mills kind of had to eat it or, i.e., enter the market with that wood, and it just put a huge strain. And I also, I don't know if you agree, Jeff, but like in the last 60 days of that, kind of the tail end of that market, I definitely think there was there was extra buying available whenever there was extra wood offered. So guys were so fed up with, with, you know, the inability to cover needs in a timely fashion, that the kind of this just screw it mentality started. And they were just like, yeah, give it to me or give me a couple extra. You bet. I'll take it. Cause I'm going to need it and we're busy and I may never get it again. Right. I mean, that was kind of this, this feeling that we were all feeling, you know, starting at the top down from the producers. So, I think a lot of wood got bought that had to make, to your point, and you started with, get through the system. And it, and we still got to get through, I think, a, a pretty sizable amount still through the system. Oh, I'm, I'm shipping stuff this week that was due in May. I mean, it's, right. it, it's, it's very late. And, you know, that's until that stuff makes it into, I mean, it, it's going to be consumed. It's going to get used very quickly. It just has to get there in order to get used. 
Right. And the other point, I mean, we're not going to have any sizable shift because I'm with you. I believe we'll have a, I always keep saying the word event, right? We're going to have an event, some sort of event, a buy event, right? In the next, I think, a couple of weeks. Do I think it's enough to, you know, put enough pressure on the wound per se to, to, you know, stop all bleeding? No, I think we got multiple wounds and we're going to lead a lot more hands. I, I think you may find some trading space and levels. Maybe you get a little bit of a, a push, maybe in some pricing on some things, uh, but I think it's still going to be a bit of a challenge. And I think all eyes are on, you know, the, the 20th of this month with home starts and permits also and what those are going to tell us. So anyways, I, I agree with a lot, a lot of what you're saying. I agree with you. I mean, I, I think you're exactly right. Uh, obviously, you and I have had you know this conversation intermittently, you know, over the last six or seven weeks. I believe that you know another big reason for that that buying point. And again, you mentioned you know we'll call it multiple bleeding wounds that we're that we're going from, and let's let's call that by species. You know, at least in terms of Western Canada, you know, and the Western U.S. for for the Doug fur species and hem fur species, you know, fire season is going to be a re- a very real thing. And it's going to happen sooner than later. I'm a guy that spends a lot of time in the woods. It's my happy place. It's as dry in the woods, uh, and it was as dry for the last month as it is normally is towards the middle to latter part of August. That being said, there's obviously fires burning already, and I don't believe that the government is going to just stand around and and allow it to happen the way that they have the last few years. And you know, and realize that uh, that they were too late to the party, you know, when the fires are already out of control. They're already starting to do that. That could spin this thing, you know, on its head here real quick. You know, and, and again, that that rubber band that uh, that we talk about when, when we talk about a rebound, uh, you know, it, it either rebounds and starts that slow climb or it bounces right back up. You get logging shut down and, and that that's a rubber band that goes popping right back up because there is not any mills or very few mills, excuse me, that were super heavy logs, you know, especially when they were building order file or, or trying to catch their order files. They were feeling the, the strain as well on log pricing, you know, which never really caught up to where the product pricing got to, but it started to rise. So no, nobody wanted to, none of the mills or very few of the mills wanted to deal with that. When we get to that point, we will see, uh, you know, you know, we will see order files go out because there will be mills that will not have material. And again, you've still got mills trying to catch that are that are late on order files, as we were talking about here a few minutes ago. So it's when it happens, it will happen quick. And I do believe it will be in the next few weeks again, because the fires are already burning. So one note on the fire situation. I mean, we're talking about it very specifically with regard to how it will affect, you know, burning actual logs down. But I, I ran across something that indicated that maybe it would also cause some uh, real car slowing. I, I know we've talked a little bit about the fact that that hasn't been too bad lately, but it sounds like maybe some tracks were damaged in a recent fire. What, what are you guys hearing about that? I do know that there was a track in Northern California uh, on the, along the UP. The trestle was, was burned, not burned to the ground, but, uh, but they, got, they got it out. There's pictures online of it, and I, you know, I, I, sorry, I don't have the the link to that, but, but that, I mean, that's going to take some time for repair. So yes, when when these fires do happen, it's 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 obviously an effect on on rail shipments as well, and that's the only one that I know of for sure as of the moment. I did hear rumblings of one out of Canada as well, but I don't, I can't really speak to that. It's it's really just a hearsay at this point. I can tell you, it didn't make anybody move or do a darn thing. I can tell you that. <laughs> It didn't scare anybody. 
that's for sure. A lot of times you'll have events like that, or again, I mean, fire season is a real thing. We know we've we're, we've been talking that for a few weeks coming into it because it's exceptionally dry out west here, as Jeff was talking about. We had our driest April on record, and then we haven't slowed down in June or July, of course. But um, anyways, real threat. But it's like sometimes these things you, you would think that would have you know this, this forest fire or the, the, that the damage like would would cause some sort of knee jerk reaction. Didn't we may get to the point where we're going to be right be back. You know, and whoever would have thought this, looking over where we've come from, it might the CNs probably be like, "Well, we're going to start storing cars again," and well, we're going <laughs> to we're going to get mill curtailments here in a minute. I mean, like I say, you print off a couple more times like we have been, a lot of things are going to be darn near close to zero. So at some point, something's going to change here um, very quick. I, you know, I would think it would happen pretty quick, but you never know. Maybe they start storing cars and curtailing mills here before we know it. Um, cause we're, we're getting down to some prices that that's a real possibility, um, out of Western Canada. And I'm not saying necessarily what's reported on front page print, you know, so hang on. going to be kind of wild here, I guess, maybe who knows. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing's pretty wild <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So just one more question on the fires. Do you feel like that's going to sort of stay contained regionally from a pricing perspective, or will that at some point have an effect on like Southern Yellow Pine on pricing or availability even? I think out of um, any time you're playing this game with a balance of supply and demand, and we're dealing with some unknowns, which we're in that right now, we're trying to figure out what exactly that is and what price realm that represents. Um, anytime you, that you have production that's subject to uh, being taken out of the market has a sizable uh, impact on our industry. And again, I think that's, you know, once we see what housing starts and permits look like, that'll tell us a lot, I think, here in the, in the coming the summer months. But yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 huge. Um, and I think it has a, a reflection and has the ability to, as we've seen with a lot of times, very often with, with all species, the magnet theory, one, one goes down, the rest follow, or, you know, there's, there's trends that, that form there. So I think if, if it's not just regionalized and would pertain necessarily to Western spruce, when we're dealing with Western spruce forest fires, I absolutely think in a, an almost subconscious way that it does affect the prices of, of lumber in other regions. I would agree with that. I mean, the, the magnet theory has been proven for years and years. I mean, it doesn't happen, uh, you know, obviously all at once. Some species take a while to follow the, you know, that particular trend. But I mean, I, I look to crossover markets, you know, in the Midwest has a, has a lot of them. And pine has worked its way, you know, out West in a lot of ways uh, as well. So I trade, I trade more Doug fur than I trade anything. Uh, so, so using that as the example, I believe, uh, you know, you, you have a lot of those Midwestern markets that will consume both either Doug fir or pine for jobs uh, because they, they both, you know, will, will cover a similar span rating. You know, the strength, strength factors are there. So, yeah, I believe one goes up, the other goes up, one goes down, the other goes down. So looking at a, a fire or a heavy fire situation or probability, you know, out here in the West, uh, I, I believe will absolutely have an effect on the pine market. Will it be immediate? I don't believe so, but you know, again, when you start to see one pipeline, you know, dry up, it's uh, it's it's time to start to draw from the other one. All right. Well, I do have a question that actually came from Sean Shields, our director of communications. He's been looking through the news as well, and he said he read recently that a, a recent NHB survey suggested that 82% of builders said the reason they wouldn't move away from wood framing is the lack of skilled labor to build with anything else. 
and that only 42% of those same folks indicated that the cost of lumber relative to other materials is what would stop them from converting. So that suggests to him and me as well that wood framing will continue to dominate. What do you guys think? Do you think the lumber industry is going to continue to add capacity at this point, or do you see sort of a, a ceiling on new mill capacity? I, I do think it's an interesting question. I don't necessarily believe that they're going to add anything in the in the short term. Uh, I think that it's going to take a, a few years of higher housing starts before anybody even you know considers opening up anything new or reopening anything that was around maybe even a handful of years ago. It's a lot of money to well even operate a mill, let alone you know get get something unmothballed as we so lovingly put it, and and, and get it ready for production again. They've done that minimally here over the last couple of years. Uh, I think, again, barring, you know, you know, Justin mentioned housing starts, uh, you know, here on the 20th, we're always chomping at the bit to find out what the next one's going to be. Uh, I do believe it would, like I said, take a few years of that consecutive before they bring on enough to really make a huge difference. Right in time for it to go down again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I, I do believe that it is, a, it's, it's obviously, you know, be, because you know, it's lumber. It's it's the cheapest cheapest product that we can find to uh, to frame houses with in the quickest fashion. So yeah, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, I just don't believe that production will increase in the short term. Yeah, I agree with Jeff on, on most of those points. And you know, it's it's a great question because a few months ago, you know, it's like, well, it'd been cheaper to almost do it without with gold bars, right, or sterling silver. Those numbers were out of this world. We all, it's insane, crazy. You know, I mean, we did it week after week after week. And we're like, we know it's not sustainable. We know that's that, that just can't continue. We don't know how or when it's going to bring it or how it would end up or who's being completely transparent from the top down, right? I mean, there's so many unanswered. But I think ultimately, to answer your question, no, nothing is going to substitute wood, not anytime soon. It'll continue to be the, the dominant uh, product used to build homes. And two, and from a production standpoint, I don't think you, to Jeff's point, see anything increase out of out of U.S. West uh, or the inland. Maybe some, a little bit, maybe out of the inland. I don't, certainly not out of Western Canada. And, and I, as I've stated several times on this podcast, where you're going to see a production increase is the U.S. South. I mean, that's where it's going to come from. Your, your lumber is going to come from the U.S. South. So the Canadians have made sizable investments, will continue to in the South, because that's where the fiber base lies when you're talking cheap fiber and easily accessible log base and plentiful is in the U.S. South. So again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we've that's happened. That'll continue to happen. And we will see continued added production in the South um, with sawmills added. So that's that'll be the spot. Maybe a little bit out of Eastern Canada as well, um, but the bulk of added production it will come out of U.S. South. Okay. Well, that's a great answer, I think. I mean, as close as we can come to knowing the future, right? That magic eight ball I keep trying to bring up. We just... Uh, <laughs> I wish I had one of those, boy. I think we all did. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Well, thank you guys both for so much insight today. I just appreciate having you here, JB. I really appreciate you bringing Jeff aboard. Jeff, it was so great to talk with you today. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up for the end? Hang in there. Keep fighting. Kind of my usual my my usual send off, you know. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Until then, hang in there. Take advantage of some good deals. There's some certainly some good ones. 
yeah, I, I, I want to say thanks for having me. Uh, like I said, I've, I, I've listened to most of these, if not all of them. So happy to be a part of it. I think Justin, you know, said it well, you know, we're, we're all playing the same game right now. The opportunities are out there. If you, you see yourself and you're going to be in need of something, I guess I'll tell you the same thing that I've, I'm telling, you know, my partners, don't run it all the way to the ground. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to need something, take advantage of the situation, get a deal while you can and, and make sure you get it coming because uh, you can't sell from an empty basket and you can't build from an empty basket. Excellent. Well, those are wise words. Thank you again, both so much. And I look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.